Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then look at the theory surrounding it. I won't give you any answers, because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible, and references will be given after the stories. This is a creature feature episode. This one is a folklore episode, and this week we're looking at a creature in South American folklore, the carbuncle. This creature is not to be confused with the medical carbuncle, which is defined as a cluster of boils. This is a separate entity and you don't need to see a doctor for the one in this episode. The word carbuncle actually comes from the Latin carbunculus, which translates into English as little coal. Historically, the term refers to red garnets or rubies. Medically, we know it's a cluster of boils or abscesses, and in folklore, it refers to a South American creature that's known to be associated with riches. The sightings of these creatures often come from the southernmost countries of the continent, like Argentina, Chile and Paraguay. First recorded sightings were given by the Spanish conquistadors as early as 1602. The Spanish writer Martín del Barco Centenera wrote about what he saw in Argentina. He said that people would see the creature and be filled with greed, attempting to capture it. The carbuncle, sensing the greed, would emit a bright light that blinded anyone trying to do so. From his account, the carbuncle can easily sense the feelings of others, attacking anyone harbouring feelings of greed for treasure. Anyone who runs from the creature won't receive riches either. However, it can sense whether people are content with their life and will offer its riches to those people without animosity. I mentioned the definition of carbuncle for a reason. It appears in literature, in Sherlock Holmes, Hamlet, the Chronicles of Narnia, Dorian Gray, and even the Bible. These specific entries refer to the precious stones I mentioned, but it is important to mention them because the reference to it gave it its own legend over in Europe. It's thought that this is why the creature was given the same name as the gemstones. In the mid-16th century, the first report was given, this time during the navigation of the Straits of Magellan. In this encounter, a historian talks of two carbuncles being spotted one night causing trouble. In this sighting, the writer cites Isidore of Seville, the author of Etymologies. Etymologies was an encyclopedia that looked at the history of words and used extracts of ancient works to provide evidence. Isidore of Seville talked of a specific type of carbuncle stone, the Dracontite. These stones were said to have been obtained from the brain of a living dragon. The reference ended up confusing the legend of the carbuncle because it mixed the New World with already established and ancient mythology from Europe. 
This mid-16th century report came with an admittance that the author couldn't find any tangible evidence on the carbuncle, aside from the sighting that he referenced. Martín del Barco Centenera's account of the carbuncle came later and was in the form of a poem. He said that he was unable to study the creature in detail, but the nature of the encounter being in a poem meant that he could easily get away with not really defining the creature's anatomy. Once again, I'm back in the Final Fantasy universe for a creature feature episode. The creature appears in several of the entries for the franchise, beginning in the third installment. In Final Fantasy III, it appears as an enemy. It wasn't seen again until Final Fantasy V as an optional boss. It appeared again in Final Fantasy VI as a summon obtained in the main story, and then again in Final Fantasy VIII in the same way. Its return in Final Fantasy IX changed the way it could be used. Prior to this, the only thing the Carbuncle was able to do was cast the Reflect spell on all party members. In this new version, the type of jewel that the summoner Ico wore would change the look of the Carbuncle and the spells that it cast. In Final Fantasy XI and XIV, the Carbuncle is the patron of any players choosing the Summoner or Arcanist jobs. Once again, it was a support creature, buffing or healing the player with its spells. In the sequel to Final Fantasy XII, called Revenant Wings, Carbuncle was summonable again. It was a healing unit and was the only summon that had a multi-target healing spell. Carbuncle made an appearance in Final Fantasy XIII as a foul sea. In this form, it was responsible for supplying food to the people of Cocoon. It was also the mascot of the Pompa Sancta Parade and the theme park that held the parade. In the sequels to the game, it appeared as a wearable doll during the course of the game. It also appeared in Final Fantasy XV as a helper when playing easy mode. If the played character gets knocked out during battle, it can appear and buff them, whilst refilling their health. It can also appear in photos taken in the game. Its final appearance currently is in the remake of Final Fantasy VII, where it was part of a pre-order bonus. It's now available as part of the Digital Deluxe Upgrade Pack. The most notable appearance of the Carbuncle in this series is in Final Fantasy Tactics. The summon does the same thing as the other versions, but its appearance is incredibly different. I'll go into that in a moment. One interesting thing that I found whilst looking into this creature is that there's a Carbuncle Pokemon. Not specifically, but it would make sense that it's based off the creature. Espeon is an evolution of Eevee, obtained by having Eevee level up high with a high enough friendship. Its appearance seems to fall in line with more recent forms of the Carbuncle, but it's never been confirmed, making this an honourable mention for the episode. There aren't any more sightings of the Carbuncle, at least none that I can find. However, it was spotted during the time of the Conquistadors in South America. What did they say it looked like?
The carbuncle is a mythical creature from South America. What did it look like that made the Spanish conquistadors so excited about them? The accounts of the carbuncle vary depending on who gives the account. However, it always has a shining mirror on its head. The mirror is said to glow like a hot coal, which is one of the places the carbuncle gets its name. It's said to be larger than a mouse, and probably around the size of a cat, with a segmented body like a corn cob. It has a bivalve shell that resembles a rock that clamps shut when it feels threatened, disguising itself as an ordinary stone. Father Narciso E. Barcel said in 1791 that the top of the shell was covered in brilliant plumage and that there were beautiful spots on its breast. In 1879, Eulogio Rojas observed a carbuncle, saying that it had more than four legs. In other places, though, it's said to guard treasure, have a glowing beard and only four legs. One of the most notable things of the carbuncle is that it emits its own glow. The light appears to be produced within the body and glows out from between its segments. They're nocturnal as well, meaning they would be easy to spot as they search for food and water. But, as we've heard, capturing them becomes difficult when they can blind a person or hide in a shell that looks exactly like a stone. When we look at their appearances in Final Fantasy, we encounter several different descriptions. In Final Fantasy III, they appear as a stone with an eye poking out, similar to the closed shell of the creature. It doesn't give off light, which makes sense due to the nature of it. In Final Fantasy V, it has two appearances. As a boss, it looks like a green werewolf with a long tail and a giant red stone on its forehead. After battle, when it's an available summon, we see its common form. In this form, it looks like a green mouse with a bushier tail, large ears, yellow eyes, long hair on its head, and the signature large red stone on its forehead. It appears as blue in Final Fantasy VI, but returns to the green in Final Fantasy VIII. In Final Fantasy IX, it has a more cartoon-like appearance, in line with the aesthetic of the game, and can have a diamond, emerald, or moonstone as the stone on its forehead, instead of the usual ruby it has. In Final Fantasy XI, it appears to be more fox-like. It has three tails instead of one, and long rabbit-like ears. The gem is gone, replaced with a red patch of fur instead. It keeps this appearance in Final Fantasy XIV, taking on a more spiritual look with a natural glow. In this game, the carbuncle can be summoned in an enhanced form, allowing it to use the power of one of the four main elements, fire, water, earth and air. In Final Fantasy XIII, the carbuncle appears like a chimeric form of several mammals. It has the rabbit ears, the ruby and the natural glow, but in this form, it appears more humanoid, standing on two legs and dressed in carnival clothes. Its face seems more like a lemur than a rabbit or a fox in this iteration. In Final Fantasy XV, it returned to its quadruped form. In this version, it looks like a green fennec fox with a small horn on its head. 
This is similar to its appearance in Final Fantasy VII Remake, where it stays quadruped, but looks a little like a cross between a cat and a dog. It has an extremely large head to support the ruby fixed into its forehead. In the original artwork for Final Fantasy V, Carbuncle looked more like a lizard, possibly to fit in with the segmented appearance given in historical accounts. This reptilian appearance returned in Final Fantasy XII Revenant Wings, but with some alterations. The lizard appearance is retained, but the creature's face is black, with the ruby set right in the middle of its forehead. Instead of large ears, it sports long black horns in this iteration. In Final Fantasy Tactics, the reptilian look of Final Fantasy V is fully realised. A brown lizard with a pink underbelly is reminiscent of an armadillo with a ruby set into the top of his head. It's the only fully reptilian instance of the creature in the games, which is why I said it was the most notable. It harkens back to the original descriptions of the creature, without its shell to protect it. As I said before, the summonable carbuncle is a support creature. It protects characters from magic by reflecting it back, symbolising the mirror the accounts give. In some iterations, it can heal allies instead, or as well as protecting them. In Final Fantasy IX, the protection is changed. If it has the ruby, it casts Reflect and can give protection from physical damage. With a diamond, it causes allies to vanish. With the emerald, it speeds allies up. And with the moonstone, it gives protection against magical damage. Now we know how this creature is often described. Shall we look at some theories? second creature feature in a row, I've covered a mythical creature that has been used as a summonable creature in the Final Fantasy games. Is this episode going to have some theories, unlike last episode? Yes. Yes it is. I'll get the obvious out of the way here. The creature may have been fabricated by the Conquistadors. The locals spoke of a creature called the Anagpitan, which was a little devil that glowed like fire. We've already talked about how carbuncles are also gemstones in Europe, so it's easy to see how the creature translated between the two. The conquistadors could have just said that they saw one, and the legend spread from there. One option for the reality of the carbuncle is the pink fairy armadillo. This creature is, as named, an armadillo. What sets it aside from a regular armadillo, though, is that its scales are pink in colour which could have caused the conquistadors to believe it was some kind of precious stone. 
Armadillos aren't native to Spain, so it would be the first time they'd seen these animals. They're known as the sand swimmer sometimes because the pink fairy armadillo is supposed to be a very fast burrower, but videos on the internet don't tend to show that speed. The issue we have is that the scales on this animal aren't exactly mirror-like. It would be really difficult to mistake them for a shining gem. It's a good theory, but it stretches the imagination a little too far, really. That's the only theory for the carbuncle, actually. More theories than last week, but still not a huge amount. The carbuncle hasn't been seen in a very long time outside of video games, but could it have been real? Keep an eye out if you're ever in South America. <laughs>